And we're live. So y'all already know what time it is. We are back for another week of Black Broadway podcast at Eaton Hotel. Just jamming, rocking out with the one and only DJ Bo. And today we have a very special guest, Miss Adila. And Adila, just tell us who you are, and then we'll get into your nitty-gritty in okay. later. Okay. So my name is Adila. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I work for Operation Pathways, which is an affordable housing organization. We work under NHP Foundation, which is actually the National Affordable Housing um, Organization. And we go in and we build programs and services for families within um within subsidized housing, affordable housing, different natures. Um, and we build them to extend the affordable housing experience and offer quality of life for families. Oh, that's so important. It's particularly because of uh, where D.C. is right now and for, in terms of affordable housing, in terms of opportunities, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, just life in general. And you know who just joined in on the live, our one <laughs> and only The amazing Black Broadway himself, Akil, who sadly is not with us today. I know y'all are wondering, where is that booming, great (laughs) voice? Um, But he's at H-Town, represented, and we are so sad that he's not here today. But, yo, bro, I I definitely feel your spirit. I totally feel your spirit. (laughs) So, uh, thank you uh, for being here today, Adila. It is my pleasure. Um, All right, so, as my brother loves to say... There's been shenanigans this week. It's always shenanigans, but there have been some serious shenanigans this week, particularly in D.C. Um, And that shenanigan is the sort of act of muting Go-Go and then the celebration of unmuting uh, Go-Go at the Metro PCS on 7th and Florida Avenue, which has been a staple in... uh, the D.C. community and D.C. culture and being able to buy Go-Go CDs. Of course, we remember back in the day across the street in the CVS, you could also take Go-Go pictures. Um, the backdrop. It was the backdrop. It was really official. It was super official. Um, and so, you know, uh, two weeks ago, and I feel like, you know, we should have been complaining two weeks ago when it first happened, but two weeks ago, T-Mobile gave the directives to Don, the owner of the Metro PCS, and said... You guys got to turn off the music outside. And so for two weeks, the music was missing. The, the beat and sort of pulse of 
of that area, that the area. Shah and Yishri corridor, was gone. Uh, and DCS broke the story, and Washington Post was soon after, and... Because it got quiet. It, it got quiet, <laughs> and people were like, wait a minute, what is going on? Yes. Uh, and DC came out in a big way, as we do, um, but Akil made a really good point of, this has been, we've known that this was going to happen for a while. It's been 15 plus years of extreme gentrification of extreme changing the city because, you know, gentrification is a hard term for me because there are people of color who come and appreciate the culture but don't, you know, live or have not been in the same class of the of the neighborhood that they are, quote-unquote, gentrifying, who are not bad people. They don't share the you culture. Know, they didn't grow up but they way, d- but exactly. they can, but but they they can, can appreciate it and, 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 become a part, and, yeah. right, and become a part of it. But what this situation was was truly an us versus them, versus an us and them which is going against DC culture, going against Go-Go, which is sort of the last thing that we have mm-hmm. that we can say, this is ours, and don't take it away from Only us. Only ours. Only <laughs> ours. Nobody else got the Go-Go. Nobody else got the Go-Go. <laughs> um, nobody else knows about the pocket and the bounce beat. <laughs> except us. Uh, and so the people came out. Yeah. I mean, the people stood up. And it really was fast, because Monday the article came out. Monday was the first protest. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, there was a major block party. Like in droves. In droves. And they they ended up having to shut off U Street so that people could party yeah. and bounce to T.O.B. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by Wednesday, we were celebrating back. the fact that the music was back. <laughs> they had no choice but to listen at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, they really, they took a piece, they took the heart of D.C. And they literally were like, okay, we're going to take this. For some high rises that just came up, yeah, like a year ago. Yeah, for some, <laughs> for somebody and people who just don't matter. I Bo, do you mind getting the door? We are we have hella guests today, <laughs> and that's only because of the fact that our kill is gone, right? <laughs> we got it, but it's a ladies' day, and so my awesome boss Tiffany, please come on in. Uh, just joined us as well, so we're gonna get to get to hear her perspective in a sec. Um, but yeah, you know, they took it away and what was really cool is that the council members stood up mm-hmm. for it. They wrote T-Mobile, Robert White, who's awesome and, uh, from, from DC, we interviewed him yesterday with the Black Brawley exclusive <laughs> and he said that, uh, he's been sneaking in the go-go since he was 14 years old. <laughs> so this meant, you know, a lot to him, but, and I think ideally, you know, you can definitely weigh in on this as well. This was bigger than the music. It was bigger than the go-go. It was bigger than Metro PCS. This was really about people understanding that they are going to have to throw DC culture in the face of these gentrifiers, throw DC culture in, and, and, sorry, keep DC culture alive, maintain DC culture, and not forget about it because or else we're going. We're going to continue to lose DC culture if we don't start taking back the city and owning and understanding what it means to literally own the city. Yeah, you know, once upon a time we own the city, and now as it gets piecemealed out into to into the hands of the gentrifiers, which honestly, in my opinion, gentrification is not the bad part. The part of gentrification that's really destroying us is the replacement of culture, the replacement of people. Exactly. So they're coming in and they're bringing in infrastructure, fantastic. They're bringing in economy, fantastic. But then you're taking and replacing the culture and the people that you should be bringing it in there for. Yeah. And so the 
the part is that we need to keep up with gentrification and we need to make sure that we hold on to our real estate. We need to make sure we hold on to our small businesses. And that can only be done through education for folks to know what's up and how do I, how do I handle my credit? How do I handle, um, you know, real estate? How do I do these things? And those will, we'll talk about that later, but that's something that I do. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, we, we can talk about that now because I think it's really important to note that education is key in so many things. I mean, uh, Tiffany and I, Tiffany and I talk about this all the time and always goes back to education you know and and sort of the basis of that it both of us were school teachers and so the basis of that for us is in the classroom but then it goes beyond that when you have to know you know are there loans that I can get exactly. are there programs I can apply to mm -hmm. or and am I just moving to PG County yes, you know yeah, exactly. which is what people, what ends up happening um, and so, sort of, how do you get people to understand what they can do and learn um, to stay in D.C. And, and maintain the culture? Well, I have to pull teeth, <laughs> and it might hurt, but yeah, it is, um, it's something that I do. So the Operation Pathways program, it fits under three buckets. So there's three different programs that I design under the um, core values of uh, health and wellness, academic achievement, and financial stability. Um, that really, I think, is the crux of the knowledge that folks need to be able to live quality of life and be able to take control of their lives. And so um, in the within those programs, so the financial stability piece is the piece mostly where we talk about work, workforce, um, workforce training. I help people write their resumes. I help them get job placement. Um, but then also, it doesn't stop there. The irony is I can help you get a job. You can get a job. And again, remember, I'm working with subsidized homes, I'm working with affordable housing, so oftentimes if you get a good job, you might wage out of your subsidy, right? right? Which is, it's an ironic problem, you know? And, um, and then what happens, you, there's nowhere else in D.C. that you can afford to live. Right. So that's when folks go to PG County, right? right? And so, um, so the, the part of it is there needs to be some, D.C. needs some kind of transition program yeah. where folks are going from government-subsidized homes into the next level. They should be encouraged to be making more money rather than discouraged because at the end of the day, a lot of folks are like, what's the point? You know, I'm, I only got to pay $45 in rent and the government's paying the rest. If I get a job, that's going away. Right. There's got to be some incentive to get folks to be able to want to take the next steps right and and that's the thing how do you get people to do that yes. how do you how do you move forward and mm -hmm. um just because i know this one is is <laughs> super uh, aware of this topic as well i want to bring tiffany in so for those that uh are just tuning in or haven't uh been been rocking with us tiffany is the managing editor of the afro-american newspapers which is what I do, I'm the DC editor. And so she makes sure that the entire paper, the entire website, uh, sort of the brand itself, stays intact and grows. Is that yeah, correct? Stays relevant. Yes. Hey, here, you can hop on this mic too. Okay. Because I can go between the two. Um, and then the people can see you too. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see. Let's put it, push it back just a little bit. Um, but yeah, they've seen enough. Okay, they've seen enough of you. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, no, I definitely think that it's important for people to realize how or understand that I don't want to be complacent. Yeah, I don't want to just pay forty five dollars in, in rent. I do want to grow uh, and get a better job and sort of set an example for my family. But if you're living good, yeah, at forty five dollars. 
what will make them want exactly. to move forward? Where's the incentive? Yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> um, that's a loaded question. And um, I, I guess to introduce myself to the audience as managing editor of the Afro-American newspaper, I feel like I know that what my purpose is in this particular position at this time is to promote connectivity and intergenerational conversation. Because um, when we talk about a transition plan, right, um, and yes, a, a, <clears throat> a system is good. We need infrastructure, like you said. However, when we start replacing people, we start destroying families. Mm. And when we, dis- when we break down, I won't say destroy because we are resilient people, but when you, um, when you put certain barriers on families, therein lies a support unit. Yep. Uh, a, a net of safety while each human being has to come up these hierarchy and needs mm-hmm. to just be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. We need support to be self-sufficient. And so that's one piece. And then you have environment where no, I'm not giving up $45 <laughs> when I live in a area where I can feel safe to let my kids go outside and play it's while I'm sitting. Yeah. Right. So I can't, yeah, I'm paying for staying there and I got taking the pay cut because I'm living this life right now. So like taking the pay cut is so that my child can have a village. I can Mm -hmm. build this village so that what we're saying, if we keep the people here, my child is one of those people. So we talk about, we have to have conversations because I talk to Misha all the time about um, there is a disconnect in the black community between older generations Mm -hmm. and we say our baby boomers and our millennials and it's a healthy disconnect but it's time for us to reconnect because both generations and both generations have a and I would say a little bit of Gen Gen X too Mm -hmm. have different perspectives the world has drastically changed over time over our lifetimes and so many different things that's happened in America that have shaped who we are as Americans than who we are as black Americans and Latino Americans. And then it's just like, I was reading something the other day about this two-ness. You have, you have to be an American, which is, okay, I need to go out and make some money, get off a subsidized <laughs> Right, right. And so there are some perks to that. Mm-hmm. And then there is this, you know, obligation to be, who I am culturally, who I, you know, what's running through my veins, mm-hmm. what's in my blood. And see, that's where the family is connected yep, to. Right. So when you cut that um, and when you start to disperse people um, yeah. all over the county where we, you know, it, it's then it puts strings on relationships. And yeah. relationships is how you make money, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about all of this, but it's when you know somebody that mm-hmm. believes in your brand and in, in your sense of, you know, what you're bringing to the table, that's what brings the money. Right, And so when we talk about transition plans, part of the things that needs to be a part of it is we have to gather as a community. I mean, we might lose a little bit before we win some, but if there's power in the pause. Mm -hmm. And I think that people of color, um, that's black and everything else, Mm -hmm. all of that in between, and, and, um, People of color, we just running so fast because the struggle is so real. And we are looking outside ourselves. So, you know, and 
and that money piece is a currency is a big thing, yeah. right? To be able to, they say, oh, you can't buy happiness, but uh, yeah. you can buy comfort, you can yeah. buy comfort <laughs> right? So, so then <laughs> there's that education piece, right? <laughs> Not just educating people on how to be Americans, mm-hmm. but educating people on how to be. Yeah, themselves because tapping into that, how mm-hmm. do you, you know, that well, has to be. I want to chime on, um, I want to just build on what you just said because the the village is so important. I talk about it all the time. It's something that I witnessed. Um, I specifically work in the in neighborhoods in Southeast D.C. Um, and being somebody of Pakistani heritage and, and knowing and understanding the village and being raised with like, you know, grandmothers and grandfathers and everybody involved. I mean, I didn't grow up with just a mom and a dad. I grew up with everybody and, and I come from a split family. So it is, it wasn't like all peaches and cream. It was just, that's how it was. And I bounced around to many different aunts, uncles, whatever. Um, but it was a village and that's what it takes to raise children, you mm-hmm. know, having children of my own, I can say that, you know, and then when I watch and see when I went to Southeast for the first time and started working two years ago, I was I was seeing, man, the family, it's like the generations are there. And and one of the older ladies was like, oh, yeah, I know her, I know her, I know mm-hmm. her. You know, and like I was watching that kid. I watched her when she was three years old and, yes. da, 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 and now that woman's 40, you know. So it's like just knowing that family, that interconnectedness, you know, is so beautiful. And it's something that I think is a little bit that sets us aside from that American culture. Yeah. there's a very... There's a very specific American culture where it's like you're 18, you move out of the house, you're gone, you don't, you call mom on Christmas and say, yeah. and that's it. Well, because the American culture is 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 has been um, it's it's systematic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. So it is really not a it's a culture, but it's not a it's real not culture. culture right. I think it's right? lax culture. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and that is the concept, yeah, right? Exactly. Because to Americanize, right, is right. to strip people of individuality, oh, where so. Sure. When you come back out and you go into that family unit, the family unit is what informs you Mm -hmm. as an individual. So, you know, that fear is that, you know, we don't want, we're scared to be ourselves because American culture says you have to be this. Yeah. And and family doesn't mean a mom and a dad and two kids and the white picket fence. No. No, That doesn't mean that anymore. It it is community. It is. It is. It's totally community. And. This leads us back before we go into our break with Bo, uh, which is that, you know, I really saw the importance of family and community this past week with the whole Metro PCS and GoGo drama, particularly on Tuesday when there was the big block party. I saw so many people with their kids there. I saw people who were like, you know, ran into their cousins and I saw so many people from high school and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) this is my family. These are my people. Um, And I talked to a lot of people, you know, we put it in the article yesterday, which was that, uh, you know, people brought their kids because this was their first time experiencing go-go and uh, and a go-go and seeing and wanting them to see this really important piece of DC culture, um, which is our culture and, and, and wanting them to know how important it is. Um, Bo, you want to add anything else about uh, this don't mute DC before um, you unmute your uh, your oh, laptop? <laughs> I'm just more worried as to, granted, we were able to get the T-Mobile thing going, um, but how do we still keep go-go alive? Because mm. I feel like as a DJ, when I play out, a lot of the venues, they're not really allowing ah. us to play go-go. Mm, I mean, it's, really? it's, it's, it's been like that. Yeah, if you go to like K Street, you, you wouldn't hear go-go's at the clubs here. That's you, true. If you go to U Street, you hear it. 
And a lot of the gold clubs have been shut down. Yeah. yeah most of them, most of them so you got to go to Maryland. And, yeah. and, and I think Gogo's Maryland's built on that live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Gogo's built on that live aspect to it. And you don't really see that anymore. Like, the bands don't really have a, uh, I guess, a place to showcase that as, as much as they used to back mm-hmm. in the day. Exactly. So it's kind of, like, I know our generation were aware of it. Like, we grew up on it. But then, what about the kids? Mm, yeah. You know, like, where did they get exposed to that? I just feel like with that disconnect, it could end up just being washed away. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of my, um, this is my, my little fear on it, given what happened the other day. Yeah. You know, it's gotten to that point where we have to, like, protest people on music. So you keep, are you going to continue playing Go-Go Bo? I always do. I mean, Yeah, no. Oh, no. Yeah. He, Bo cranks the Go-Go, yeah. He was popping yeah. when I came in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I, without further ado, I think it's time yeah. to get into a music break. Uh, he's going to turn off our mics, but those on live uh, will see what here is rocking, so. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Actually, I'm gonna end this one and go to the next. So when we come back, can I? I want to make my life at the end. Just give me a little, because I can talk about everything. Okay. No, but I think we need to come back. Because I really want to ask for donations for you. So when we come back, I'm gonna quickly go into Nipsey's funeral and you know basically that he stayed in the community. You know, and somebody else is working at community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was nice talking with yeah. you. I love that. So, what is this? Um, <laughs> this is so Eaton. This is, this is my Broadway podcast, which of course I tell you about. But our co host is in Houston right now. So, in the meantime, Bo is just uh, the DJ, and we normally do. Segments where it's like 15 minutes of news or whatever. He cranks another 15 minutes of the broadcast news and then, you know, just the news for me. And you usually tend to like represent people in the community. Exactly. Like you're always doing to do yeah, we're always going to fit the people in the community. Last week we had um, this guy, Ryan Brown, on Rights for Advice, but he's a mental health um, counselor. He's a licensed, I think, psychotherapist actually. He's it was amazing. Like he broke down, like you know how we got to the place of Nipsey being killed, and um, the resistance of people of color and getting mental health and health. And it was, he was amazing. Um, and then next week we actually have a lady from Kids Fashion Week, so that's not as community, but you know, still, Kids Fashion is it's boring. so cute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So what do you, can you all rent this space out? They, it's free. We just, you know, hire. Eating is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I want to see, I'll take you on this one if they let us, because the whole space is amazing. Um, they have, like, a really cool rooftop bar. They've been doing so, I mean, for artists, for local artists, and specifically DJs specifically, like, they've been giving a lot of artists airtime and, um, you know, allowing them to express themselves and do things art-related. Yeah. So what, um, yeah, because I've been working on this in the way lately. And this is because I'm thinking that I know we did all of that set up at 
the office, but it's still a little. We need to be able to just jump in there and do it. And the other thing when we talk about community, DC. I was just um, having conversations because I'm redoing this freelance budget as well. Oh, are you? Oh, good. Maybe um, so that we can have them again. I would just like to do a more of a variety because the because when you have it, just first of all aesthetically it doesn't look good with all the things. No. That's aesthetically. No. I'm an artist first. Yeah. <laughs> and then secondly, when you do that, you basically say the paper only fakes one guy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I told them before. I'm like, if we get only one voice per section, then obviously we're biased. And so, right. So yeah. what I need, so what I'm first of all trying to create is, I'm looking at the budget. I'm breaking all that. Up. Yeah. Breaking yeah. it, up, like crumble it all down. And um, what I'm just, so what I'm thinking at the same time, you have to supplement that with some kind of visual, and that means that the podcast got to go up there. Yeah. Because yeah. then the paper would be, it'll be nice and slender, it'll be tight. Yeah. So that it would cross, you know, it would appeal to people For across the generation. Yeah. And then you just keep marketing YouTube. You just keep marketing, and then that's how you get community talking, exactly. which is my whole point. Mm-hmm. I don't see, we're, I guess it's the last level. They, we can stream this from evening to like our Facebook Live and things like that. Like this is our evening Facebook Live. We can always record it and go there and record it and that same thing goes on YouTube. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, Thursdays are a good is a good day because the news is still fresh. We just did it. Yeah. You're going into the weekend. You can get sponsors because you got events. Mm-hmm. You know, charges keep it community because exactly. at the end of the day, people going to all of these, you know, all of these other venues. But if we keep the price down, we sit here doing it regular because this is where we did. Exactly. So yeah, I'm thinking um, maybe we podcast from here because Baltimore. It's still slanted in the paper, too. Mm-hmm. Like, so it needs to show some kind of continuity across the way. Yeah. So what, like, so if you got the paper being published and produced out of Baltimore, you had the podcast and the out visual element going out of D.C. So, like, that. we got more of a backdrop, we got that. more of a look, and my, um, the title that I wanted to, we got to talk about the title, but it's basically you and I are editors of each thing, but we have our own segment. Yeah. Or we sit together and it's like this DC and me, Baltimore and me. So we apply, we go around. Mm, so, I we, like that. so we make sure that we actually, you know, and as we grow, we can do location shots yeah. and then end up here. So it'll be, it'll look like I'm coming from Baltimore to meet you. Yeah, I like that. And we sit here. And that's, yeah. Hey, Bo. Yeah. I think we're about to go back in a sec. All right. Okay. Me too. I love it. Oh, I mean, we're still on right here. So, Akil, mm-hmm. you're going to cut all of this. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, let me get back on our IG Live. But we're still going on uh, our audition. All right. So, back again after an amazing, amazing music break with uh, our um, with the wonderful resident DJ at this point. <laughs> He's been here for two weeks. DJ Bo. Bo knows DJ. <laughs> two weeks in a row with Bo. <laughs> Bars. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> um, we are back. 
and we just got a, a really nice DJ uh, crank uh, from Bo with the with the good go go. Uh, I'm meeting of DC has just happened, and so we're about to talk about stuff that's happening a little bit uh, outside of the district, and then go right back into DC, which is. Today, they are laying to rest. Um, now, it's so sad to even put the late, great in front of his name, but the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Um, you know, last, almost two weeks ago, he was gunned down viciously. We talked last week about uh, sort of the mental health aspect to that, and we just talked about how important community is. He stayed in his community. He worked in his community. He tried to build his community uh, and obviously bring... Uh, the positive sides of gentrification, really, to his community, and yet some petty person, truly petty human being, uh, took his life. And so, right now in L.A., they are celebrating him at the Staples Center, sold out in 20 minutes, uh, to, to celebrate his life. And so, I, I do want to shout out Nipsey again and all the people who um, really are still mourning the loss of a, of a, a great soldier. Um, and for the movement and just in life. So shout out to Nipsey, shout out to his family, and shout out to those in LA right now who are celebrating his life. Uh, and DJ, DJ Bo gave us some Nipsey today. Well, you didn't really get to weigh in last week. What 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 is your your thoughts on this whole? It's it's to be honest, um, it's weird for me because I don't know if you can hear me or not, but yeah, it's kind of weird for me still, like. One of those things where it just still doesn't feel as real, you know what I'm saying? And um, I've just been kind of just trying to stay away from social media, just to, like cope on it on my own. Because mm -hmm. you just see this influx of just so much on it. it I don't want to get numb to it. Like I just want to like kind of feel it on my own. Like just kind of take it day by day. But it is, it is heavy, especially for someone that was doing so much for his community. Like he was doing all the right things. And Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still heavy. It's very heavy. It is. It's super heavy. Um, but we still need people out here like Nip um, sure. to be putting in, in the work and continuing to build the community. And I think, in a sense, everybody in this room works to do that every day. Um, but Adela has some hot stuff cooking up for the world. Um, mm -hmm. And so with Operation Pathways and further. So can you tell us about what's going on? Well, I'm going to... I'm going to take this and segue through the Nipsey Russell, um, through what happened. It was a tragedy. It was a loss to the community and I think the world around that community. Um, a lot of people were affected. Uh, but, I, but I say now we take that and we leverage it. And let's use the momentum of this tragedy and actually push us forward. Right? And um, when I say that, I say that to say anybody on social media who has posted a picture of Nipsey Russell and said RIP, I want to see you at my workshops. I want to see you putting time into the community. I want you to, to really like get off social media, pay your respects the right way, mm -hmm. pay it through action, right? And that's super important to me. So I want to make that point. But um, the things you can do right now, uh, there is particularly um, an event that I'm doing in the community. So I work in Southeast, I work in the Benning Heights area and Anacostia Gardens area. Um, and I'm working to, I'm sorry, I'm putting on an event called Stories for Styles. 
Um, and it is, it's something that's been done before, but we're doing our own unique spin on it. I'm doing my own unique spin on it. And um, we have the amazing Black Broadway coming out to um, cut the hair of the young kids. Yes. So what it is, <laughs> is the idea is that they're using, have, reading a book as their payment for the haircut or the hairstyle. So, um, so it's a really great way to encourage literacy amongst the young ones and also get them fresh and sharp for Easter. So it's, it's a win-win all the way around. We're going to have music. We're going to, Black Broadway's going to be um, live out there. Uh, we're going to have a little, like, barbecue situation happening. It's going to be really fun and great for the community. It is this coming Thursday, um, next Thursday, the 18th. Um, the kids in D.C. are going to be on spring break. It's specifically for the kids in that neighborhood, but all are always welcome. Any any event that I put on, anybody in the surrounding area is absolutely welcome. If you all want to come out and volunteer, you are more than welcome. Um, volunteering entails, you know, manning the barbecue, helping me play some tunes. Um, you know, we, we have our hairstylists, but if there anyone, anybody that works with young females, I would love to um, have some more folks in that area. Um, if you have any high swiveling chairs, I really need those. <laughs> some of these little babies are small, so we need to get them up to the right size, the right height. Um, I also need hair products. So anybody out there who runs a salon or anything and wants to give me some hair, some like, you know, gel and just the different things to um, just clean up the hairstyles, I would be very appreciative of that. Um, time and treasure, always welcome. So if you have monetary, monetary donations to give that would even... Um, that can even be passed on to other events that I do, other um, efforts uh, trying to uh, improve improve our communities. Um, I would greatly appreciate it. So you can reach me at A-A-B-B-A-S-I at Operation Pathways, with an S, dot O-R-G. And I'm going to put my phone number out there because that's, that's how much I love what I do. Y'all, use it only for good good reasons, though. Unless you're cute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 301-370-9097 is how you can get in touch with me. Again, we do all kinds of programs. I'm in the midst of building a, um, a financial stability program. Um, so for financial literacy, and it's really going to be rooted in credit and understanding credit because that really is the ground floor into understanding all the rest of it. Mm. Um, and it literally is going to start at credit 101. Um, and it's, it's, I need to do that. Yeah, one. <laughs> I know, right? We all do. I mean, I'm, I'm learning from it as I build this program. Yeah. Um, but I also, I want people who one know about it, who know how to teach credit, but I also need happy, smiley faces to come and help me pull folks out of their homes. Mm. It is really difficult to get seats, butts in seats. You know what I mean? When I'm working in these communities, I mean, it, it takes a lot to entice folks to get them out and joining us. Uh, and that's what I'm there for. I'm to educate them and bring resources to them. I'm literally bringing it to their front door. Um, and sometimes I don't even get them to answer the door. So people who want to help me in that effort, you know, outgoing, fun-loving people who, who like interacting with folks, I need those kind of volunteers on my team. So give me a call. Again, I'm going to give them my number one more time, 301-370-9097. And it's operationpathways.org if you want to learn more about the organization. Wow, that is so awesome that you're doing that. I think what we often get in the feedback that we get from our listeners is y'all are always talking about um, solutions. And, and that's really what we're about is the fact that we know that things need to change. We know that there are messed up stuff, you know, there's messed up stuff happening in the district and obviously abroad. Um, but the fact of the matter is, 
just because there's bad things happening doesn't mean that we leave it there. We have to do something about it. We can't just be mad. We can't just be angry. And so it's so awesome that you're giving people a solution. You're saying, hey, come and volunteer. Yep. You can do that. You can be knocking on doors and you can, uh, you know, volunteer your time and your services and, and your talents. And your treasure. And your treasure, <laughs> yes, to helping the community. And, and again, just, you know, because we're, we're celebrating the life of Nipsey today, I think it's really important to point out that Nipsey Hussle also was one of those people that was solution-based. He understood the problem. He lived in the problem. He got it. And even prior to, you know, the guy who was making all the bucks, back in 09 when he was first dropping mixtapes, he was still talking about mm -hmm. that. He was still trying to figure out when they were just selling, you know, T-shirts and, and mixtapes on, on the street, he was still talking about how to find a solution to make his community stronger and better. Um, and I don't think that really tragic events such as Nipsey's should um, stop one from wanting to, to, to be that person in the community. Exactly. If anything, it shows we still need more soldiers out on the front line. Um, and everybody can be a soldier. Everybody can, can do something good. We saw that this week with Don't Mute DC. Uh, because it was unmuted in three days. That just doesn't happen. Imagine if we were like, don't uh, build this <laughs> this apartment building here. You know, or or uh, don't... Or build it for the people. Or build it for the people. <laughs> you know, imagine if we were always using our voices, what kind of power we, yes. we could have. And so, we got to use our voice out here on these streets, y'all. You know, if... Maybe, can I also tell the audience that um, I, if you want to come talk to me directly about what you can do in your community, because there's so many solutions, I will be at Marvin, yes. Marvin's Rooftop, on Sunday from 3 to 7. I am also a, a face painter. <laughs> I am also a tribal face painter. So come and let me, um, let me use your face as a canvas, but also we can chat about the things that you can do. That's with Swap DC. This week's, um, this particular Sunday's swap is for records, vinyl, and books. I mean, how dope is that, right? So Marvin's, and it's going to be comeback, kick, kick back, have a drink with your girls, have a drink with your dudes. Um, and uh, yeah, swap, bring a, bring a couple records, bring a few books, and then you can swap them out. You can take whatever you want. So it is a really awesome, Swap DC is pretty awesome, and we're just trying to keep things out of the local landfills and out of... Um, you know, and, and just be able to be community. It's a very community-oriented event, yeah. and the energy is going to be high and beautiful, and we have some of the dope DJ, sorry, some of DC's dopest DJs, say that five times <laughs> Some of DC's dopest DJs are going to be there. Um, it's just really going to be a good time. It's 3 to 7 at Marvin's on this Sunday, on the 14th. This Sunday. So now you guys have something to do on Sunday, on Thursday, all about giving back joining the community, don't say that you didn't know. Uh, and if not, if you didn't know, you know now. Uh, and so, you know, I can't believe that we are wrapping up the podcast. That moved so freaking fast. It always does. And I was able to survive without Akil. <laughs> did her thing, Akil. Akil, um, we miss you so much. And I can't wait to have you back next week. In the meantime, all those that are tuning in on Black Friday and afterwards, Thank you guys for tuning in. All those on live uh, right now, either on my Instagram and or on, on Eaton's Facebook. Thank you for tuning in. We're always here every Thursday, 1 to 2. Uh, and we actually have our live podcast coming up, I believe, 
April 29th uh, at Big Chief. So stay tuned for that as Yo, well. that guys. is always a good time. It's I a can really tell you good that. time. <laughs> that is, that is, that's when the tr- shenanigans happen. <laughs> you Those know can put a show on. Akil <laughs> is the master at, at putting on the shows. Um, so as we go out, we got to crank to Mr. DJ Bo.